Sleep apnea in children can lead to many behavioral, school, and social problems. In fact, studies have shown that children who snore loudly were found to be twice as likely to have learning problems as children who don't snore. What can be done to minimize sleep apnea in children? You are listening to Everyday Family Medicine on ReachMD, and I'm Dr. Jennifer Cottle. Joining me today is Dr. Diana Batoon, dentist and founder of Bonita Dental in Scottsdale, Arizona. Dr. Batoon has devoted much of her dental practice and public education efforts around identifying and treating sleep apnea in children. Dr. Batoon, welcome to ReachMD. Thank you, Dr. Cottle. It's great to be here. Could you please tell us a little bit about your interest in sleep apnea? Because it's a really unique background and, and a medical interest that you have that you're really bringing into this field. I think being a mom of three boys, it's really impacted my family and the growth and development of each of my children. I've seen so many positive changes in the patients we treat who exhibit signs and outward symptoms of possible sleep apnea. And while it is a medical diagnosis as a dentist, I can help identify the possibilities of sleep issues. What are some of the signs and symptoms in children who have sleep disordered breathing or sleep apnea? Believe it or not, there's a variety of them. In fact, nine out of 10 children will exhibit one or more of those symptoms. And some of them are examples such as mouth breathing, snoring, restless sleep, allergies, and the dark circles that are under their eyes. But most importantly, crooked teeth. How prevalent is sleep disordered breathing and why is it so underdiagnosed? Well, to tell you the truth, parents do not watch their children sleep at night unless they have serious breathing issues or a more serious medical condition is present. And I'd say about 40% of the children go undiagnosed or go undetected. Today, we're a society that's on the go where we have two or more several activities after school, and we're medicating them as a more fast, immediate answer. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Everyday Family Medicine on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Jennifer Cottle, and I'm speaking with Dr. Diana Batoon, dentist and specialist in sleep apnea at Bonita Dental in Scottsdale, Arizona. We know that melatonin is important to help control the natural cycle of sleep. What are some of the side effects for people who don't get the proper amount of melatonin? The hormones that our bodies naturally produce are not secreted in correct amounts daily, and that can cause problems with the growth and development of our brain's ability to remove toxins and the body's ability to repair itself. So in turn, it can cause issues with anxiety, memory, hand-eye coordination, and metabolism. But most importantly, it can affect the immune system and hormone system overall. What are some of the problems and issues that mouth breathing can lead to? Well, there are several, and probably the most common one is snoring, bruxism, or grinding of teeth, crooked teeth, and the venous pooling that's underneath the eyes of a child. Some children will exhibit you know, several allergies or allergy issues on a daily basis. And then others may have difficulty in school or have behavior problems, either among their peers or at home. Let's turn to the comparative benefits of nasal breathing. What can be done to encourage nasal breathing? Well, first we have to identify that the child cannot nasal breathe. And we could take a look at x-rays such as a lateral ceph or a cone beam 
and exactly when does that mouth breathing occur during the day or at night. We can have the child evaluated for allergies, respiratory issues, or by a dentist that has experience in treating sleep issues. And then if the sleep issues are more severe, then we need to refer that to a sleep physician. And before we close, Dr. Batoon, is there anything else that you would like to add? No, I would just like to say that we need to be taking a look at our children a lot earlier and think about treating it at a more earlier age. It'll benefit them more and almost eliminate that risk for them having sleep apnea as an adult. Many thanks to our guest, Dr. Diana Batoon, for joining us today. Thank you, Dr. Cottle, for having me on the show today. I'm your host, Dr. Jennifer Cottle, and to access this episode and others in the series and to download the ReachMD app, please visit us at ReachMD.com, where you can be part of the knowledge. We encourage you to leave comments and share this program with your colleagues. Thank you for listening.